Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode. And you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson, and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the little notify bell next yeah. to it to make sure you always get your new Going In Raw notifications. New. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash. Steven Larson, we have a variety of reward tiers over there. I'm going to go ahead and I forgot to do yesterday new Patreon shoutouts for the for the weekend. Yes. Uh, we got just a couple here. Alex Dula, Tom Kennedy Dak, and Oliver Blackman. Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, so, Larson. Yeah. Bailey heel turn last night to close out Raw. I had everybody shocked. What would you think about that? Uh, I kind of had it spoiled for me before I watched Raw, but that's okay. Yeah. It was good. Mm-hmm. They they teased it in her promo, uh, saying uh, we'll see who's standing in whose shadow at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. Did she actually do? I missed that. Did she actually no, do like no, the awkward was, super was, winking thing? That was subtextually. That's, that was what it was. <laughs> right. right. Uh, yeah, and like it's it's the thing that I kind of like about it. Well, I really like it. Number one, because it you know healed. Who doesn't love a good heel turn? Um, especially with a chair. Uh, one thing that I really liked about it is that like. They've kind of, I mean, they've been they've been going. I'm not gonna say in this direction, but like Bailey's been more of a more of a jerk lately. Well, I mean, going and I back, like that. I mean, depending how far back you go, you can go back to the UAS incident with with Sasha. Yeah, that the the seeds have been planted, especially since she post Mania when when they allegedly both heard Sasha had a fit about dropping the tag title, so on and so forth. She got moved to SmackDown, and when she did show, so she said, "I left all my hugs on Raw." Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the seed's been planted for a while. Not that this was ever planned, at least that far in advance, but the, well, the, there's, the, there, the, the, st- the steps were there. If they were to do it, it would make sense. There is the idea that they had at least flirted with the idea mm-hmm. when she when she was laying down the light profanity on Sasha before. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is just, I, I guess this, I mean, to me, this is the clearest indication that we're probably headed towards... Maybe that I'm just I'm maybe I'm just grasping for straws here, or just reaching, or just uh, you know, 
uh, way too optimistic on this, but I'd love to see a four horsewoman fatal four way at the. Uh, oh, it's going to happen at some point. Uh, uh, Happened in Mania, but it's going to happen at some point. I'm hoping it happens in Mania in the main event. I think that'd be terrific, but my, that might be too much to ask for. I mean, you know, it's going to be the thing where you know they might do it at Mania, but Vince is going to decide moments before the show yeah. goes live that it's actually going to be the main event. Oh, also that would require uh, seven months of storytelling, and usually they don't take that much time with stuff. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they had a last Ronda was when did Ronda show up last year? That was the culmination of a year long contract, anyways. Yeah, but the, the actual story that for Mania main event really only kicked off at the well, it's supposed to kick off at Survivor Series. It was I mean, Summer SummerSlam is when Becky got over real big with that turn. I know. I'm just thinking, thinking saying specifically the build to the Mania main event. Yeah. Uh, really, only started after the Rumble. Yeah. But anyways, what do you think of Raw? Otherwise, it was fun. Yeah. I, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Cool. So got, as tired as I was last night, it kept me my attention for the most part. Yeah. So. Uh, the community poll piped in yays 45%. Uh, In-betweens, 18%. So that's uh, 50, over 60% uh, was, was either yays or in-betweens. The nays were like super low at 5%. Uh, don't plan to watch 23%. So that's up a little bit from last mm-hmm. week. And plan to watch later, 9%. Uh, I thought Raw was really good. I thought that uh, there was – it was – I liked I There was one thing that I, I sort of, I'm not going to say I had an issue with. They went really heavy on the OC for the first half hour. Yeah, and then they didn't really do much with it afterwards. And I really liked the idea of the OC sort of running wild um, because they did that with Cedric, and then they didn't do it again. Yeah, it was probably just a setup thing with Cedric post, like, last night. Yeah. Now Cedric can go to AJ and say, well, the reason I lost is because you threw me into the road case before my match and messed up my shoulder, and that's yeah. why I lost. So I want a PCU because earlier in the show, AJ's like, who, who's going to step up to defend the U.S. title? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't matter. I'm U.S. champ. I'm U.S. champion. So I should get. I should be first in line for universal title shot. Yeah. But uh, the, like, the opening segment went on a little too long before the, the, the action now started. Mm-hmm. Um, like some of the, the talking could have been cut out. I think that with, with Braun... They, they really need to bring him back to... I don't like him shaking hands with anybody. I don't like him shaking hands with... Like, they both <clears throat> step up, and uh, Michael Cole is the moderator, and uh, they both shake his hand. I don't Braun shouldn't be shaking anybody's hand. Well, if he does, it should be, it shouldn't be, you know, like, cordial. <laughs> it should be it an should angry be, handshake. Well, it should be, like, a, here's a handshake, but there's always a, a threat. Yeah. That he can just general or uh, Superman your hand. Yeah. And Superman 2, after he gets his powers back to General Zod. <laughs> right. There should always be that looming threat that he could just that'd crush be, you at That'd be moment. kind of, a, that'd be a cool little directive if if they just said, hey, anybody who shakes Braun's hand, after you're done shaking it, go like this a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's those little things it's that I think would be things, great. Exactly. But like all the, ma- like pretty much all the matches last night were really good. They gave him time. Yeah. Um, the two King of the Ring matches were really good. Lacey Evans and Natalia had a pretty solid match too. The swing back to everybody, or the swing to everybody appreciating Baron Corbin has officially begun because that match was really good last night. It was really good, and just everybody was coming out of the woodwork saying, "Oh man, Baron, Baron's good." And you haven't seen that a whole lot. Like there are certain people who do appreciate his work, but like on a on a larger internet wrestling community basis, mm-hmm. that really wasn't coming out. Uh, let's I'm telling see you, man, Baron be the most fun king of the ring, hands down. Uh, there was all, oh, and then Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, that was good too. That was are you kidding? That was amazing. That was pretty good. Him feeding Vince McMahon money. Oh, that was good. I really love that. Um, and there's let's see here, and then yeah, we're gonna get uh, for that king of the ring. We're gonna get a triple threat. I even like the Ray Mysterio interview. I felt heartfelt. 
Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a good episode last night. Um, it was just, it was one of those things where it was like a surprisingly good episode because like at first it really didn't feel like it was going in that direction. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, okay. But then by the end it was like, holy crap, that was actually pretty good. They gave us some 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 meat there. They did. So that was fun. Uh, let's see here. All right, so let's just go ahead and kick, kick it off. off with the very first thing was contract signing um, between Seth and Braun for Universal Title Match at Clash of Champions. Um, let's try to get the SmackDown preview up. Sorry. Uh, so they talked back and forth a little bit. Seth says, "Hey, I'm going to walk into Clash Double Champ and I'm going to leave Double Champ." And Braun's like, eh, "I don't think you are." Um, and then Seth brings up the fact that Braun can never beat Brock Lesnar, whereas Seth he had to slay the beast to get that title. And ooh, that seemed like that stung Braun a little bit. A mm-hmm. little bit. So they start putting pen to paper on this contract. QOC's music. Or I guess it's just AJ Styles' music. They should really give them their own theme song. Mm-hmm. Something different from AJ's music, from Anderson and Gallo's music. I really like Anderson and Gallo's music. I, I like it they too. They should use that. They, should, they could. Do like a, some sort of variation on that. I'm I, just I thinking think it's a really cool. It, it sounds like a faction theme song to me. It does, but I don't know. Like, just do something new to make them feel more unified as a group. Sure. Think about the AJ's music and just seem like, oh, here's AJ and his henchmen. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And maybe if they want to distance themselves from the the what they've done with Gallows and Anderson in the past, mm-hmm. which hasn't always been good. Yeah, that's a good point. Then give them something new and fresh. Yeah, that's a good point. So like with Bailey, now that she's if she's a heel, new theme song. New Titan Tron. You got to lose the wacky, wavy, so inflatable they, tube men. They definitely have to lose the wacky, inflatable guys, right? How do you redo? Like, Bailey's theme song is really good. And I know it's very specific to, like, her, her face persona. You slow it down, you do it backwards. Wow. You're strong. You found those all sorts of, like, hidden, hidden messages. Like, lyrics backward. Yeah, you, Becky. I don't like hugs. Stuff like that, you know. <laughs> I've never heard it that obvious before. You got you to mm, back I don't like hugs. Like that. <laughs> exactly. That's what you got to do, man. That you, that you just like, oh, snap. She was she was a heel all along. She has fool. <laughs> Listen to lyrics we should, backwards. Hey, we should try that in the bonus episode. Play it backwards for the people. See if we can hear any hidden messages. All right, fine. I'm going to turn bad in yeah. September. Um, so anyways, the OC comes out. Uh, AJ talks a lot. It was like AJ talking that could have been cut out a lot because he mm-hmm. goes back and forth about all sorts of stuff. Yeah, but you know what? I really, I actually kind of like AJ, AJ saying, you know, oh, that's all he got to do is look at a title. get a title opportunity around here. Guys, don't look at my title. I really like that he was sort of he was no I like he was being playful with the club. I, like I like that, mm-hmm. but it wasn't it wasn't just the those two sentences that you said. If it was just those two sentences, <laughs> right? Then it would be it, yeah. it, it would have been fine. But it was a lot you more want action now, please. Yeah, it's one thing is to get moving. Yeah, because like he made his point and he kept on going on and on about. It. Anyways, um, he mentions that and also says, uh, "Well, I'm I'm U.S. champion. I think I should be first in line to get universal title shot." What has Braun done? He just looked at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then AJ asks, who's he going to face at Clash of Champions for a U.S. title? And wonders why the OC didn't get a title shot, a tag title shot of their own, instead of a team that just got together. Mm-hmm. All very good points. Um, and then AJ, as they're all walking the ring, says, if the OC don't get what they want, no one gets what they want. And then he gets the contract, act like he's about to read it, and rips it in half. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braun tosses the table at him. AJ flops cartoonishly. That was awesome. Because he tossed that table, I mean, that table probably weighs all 20 pounds. Yeah. He tossed that thing, and it was a great visual. It looked really good. Um, and then a brawl breaks out. Seth and Braun 
clear the ring. We go to commercial. We come back. We got ourselves a tag match. The OC taking on Seth and Braun. With AJ sort of gallivanting L- yeah, around, looming the, around the ring. Ringside to yeah. get involved, which he does. Um, towards the end, Seth gets ready to, to, to give a stomp. Probably Carl Anderson. Um, AJ hops up on the apron. Yeah, it is Carl. Uh, distracts Seth. Carl goes for a roll-up. Seth counters with a roll-up of his own. He gets the win for Seth and Braun. Of course, the OC hit the ring. We get a post-match brawl. Um, they're brawling in the ring, outside the ring. Uh, Braun's doing a shoulder tackle gimmick. Mm-hmm. Accidentally dropped Seth with a shoulder tackle. I like that. He's so out of his mind on the shoulder tackles. that. And what was Seth doing? Like, you see him coming from like a mile away. Yeah, know, Get man. out of the way. What know, are you man. doing? Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Sometimes Seth. He doesn't seem like he uses his... his for being the architect... I don't really feel like he thinks things through very much. He doesn't. Out there. He doesn't. But, you know, honestly, like the opening bit, it's funny. We go back to the opening bit with him and Braun and Seth just sitting there. He's so much better as a heel. And I know that's just not where we are right now. He's face, he's like wannabe face of the company guy. But I just remember him, <clears throat> him taking a seat at the contract signing before and his feet are kicked up on the table. I mean, the heels are a lot, a lot more creative license to do things that are fun. Yeah, they do. They do. And it's much more fun to watch. Faces work better when they've got something to like chew on. Some, yeah, something like him. Yeah, Seth is just Seth. This is too cordial between he and Braun. It is. It is. There's nothing personal about it. He's, they're too diplomatic, especially from Braun's point of view. But Seth should also be like, man... I get, he keeps on wanting to make Braun like his best friend or his brother. And it's like, no, nah, man, this guy is like, he keeps on staring at your property. Mm-hmm. And he just wants to take it away from you like mm-hmm. a caveman with a club. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just waiting to bash you over the head with it and pull you. And then, to, of course, you get the, to, the giant lump. Yeah. Pull you the ring by your hair and then yeah. pin you there. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Anyways. Anywho. So, uh, Rudolph, Dolph Ziggler, Bob Rude. Oh, that's right. Come down in the ringside area. They join the fight. They fight uh, alongside the OC. Um, toss Braun to the ring steps. Go back in the ring. Seth gets in there to help Braun, I guess. You know, Braun just laid him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a super kick from Dolph. Glorious DDT from Bob Roode. And then Braun kind of comes to. All four of the heels dropped him with the magic killer. They said the commentary sold that very well. Mm-hmm. It was a very cool looking bit, too. Yeah. You know? And then AJ uh, says, get him up. Hits him with a phenomenal forearm. Um, and yeah, this kind of seemed like the OC was going to kind of run roughshod over Raw for the rest of the night. Yeah. Especially after, was it just right after the commercial break? Mm-hmm. Where, uh, yeah. Here, let's just talk about that now. Okay. So, uh, Cedric's getting set up for an interview. Of course, he's got a King of the Ring uh, quarterfinal match uh, coming up against Baron Corbin. Yeah. So, he's about to talk, and then the OC just lays into him. Yeah. And they really, they really take it to him. And, uh, and Throw him into a road case shoulder first. Yeah. And Cedric's really good at selling, I'm hurt. Yeah. So he was doing that. So that was rad. And, and then they too sweet over him. Yeah. And then Commodore is like, he's got a match coming up. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's all, I mean if, if this leads to Cedric versus AJ at Clash of Champions, that's awesome. I know. I agree totally. I, I agree totally. I just wish that, like, this wasn't it, – it, it could still lead there. But, you know, I wanted in three segments down the line them to attack somebody else just because they're running roughshod. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, like – or at least let's see them get in the car and you know and go, sh- drive away. It should happen uh. is Rude and, and Dolph help them in the opening segment. They're like, you know what? Actually, we should get that tag title shot. We're going to attack them too. Yeah, but would that be a problem then? Because people would kind of cheer that. They'd be like, I mean, they're already kind of cheering them do cool Yeah, I think, cool I think you stuff. just want them. You, the OC, OC should be what Braun was 
when his feud with Roman, just doing just doing cool, cool stuff, destructive and just things. being just looking out for themselves. Yeah, and not cool. worried about the crowd, not worried about anybody else. Yeah, just running a rough shot. I agree, man. I doing think what cool. they want to do. That'd be neat. And not worry about getting them over his faces or heels. Just let them be them. Because it just seems very specific. Like they went after one guy and they didn't do anything else. And they and, 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 you know, and, and, and like you're saying, it probably is just to lead to Cedric going to AJ. But it's like I want Cedric to be the one guy who steps up. Yeah. After five people were attacked by the OC. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But also, you know, the one of one of AJ's uh, uh, bones to pick was about the tag title situation. Mm-hmm. And I understand you have Dolph and Bob Roode coming out there. It benefits them to beat up. Seth and Braum at the same time like why would you still be cool with them getting the tag title I shot? know I was half expecting that to happen towards like the end of that segment um, I was like is there going to be any side eye from the club because these are the guys who took their opportunity basically mm-hmm. um, so you're, you're absolutely right about that um, and have them come out and attack the War Raiders too and there was something they really cool you know what at this point I mean yeah because of last week but it's like the, the War Raiders are no like they're just they're they with the squash and stuff. I thought for sure we we're gonna get the club versus War Raiders or some. No, think again. Hint of that, I guess, right? Um, and it was very nice. It was awesome. One of my favorite just things was the fact that Bob Rude is involved even tangentially in the A story or the B story on Raw. I thought that was cool. He's out there. He's doing something. He's there. He was the one getting down in Seth's face, yelling at him. What? There's one thing that commentary said during the tag match. Let's just talk about this now, too. Okay. This is all kind of feels like one long segment. <laughs> yeah, sure. Where they're describing that the, the, the Rudolph dynamic is different than most tag teams in that they pretty much said Dolph does all the real work. And Bob, <laughs> did they? Yes. What did they? What, do you remember verbatim? I don't remember verbatim, but it was like Dolph handles the majority of the things and then <laughs> Bob handles the stuff on the periphery, essentially. <laughs> they, they, they're they saying they're making the point that that. Dolph and Bob Roode wrestled their tag matches like two solo wrestlers wrestling, kind of independent of one another. Yeah. and But they kind of made the point of saying that Dolph does most of the heavy lifting. Well, you know, maybe they'll light a fire under Robert Roode. I don't know, man. Because they had a match against uh, former tag team champions, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins. Uh, went about as... as Bob Roode has gotten the majority of their pins so far. Uh, well, In the tag, yeah, it, term, it was, tag team it was, turmoil... It was it was two with super kicks, two with glorious DDTs. Who actually scored the pin? Really? The, the very last one? That I don't recall, but I remember it being. I thought it's two. usually a super kick into a glorious DDT. During the tag team turmoil, it was. It was. I know Dolph won two of them with super kicks. Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. But this time, yeah, we'll just get to the finish because there's no real uh, ambiguity who's going to win this match. Yeah. Uh, Bob Roode pinned Kurt Hawkins after the super kick glorious DDT combination. Mm hmm. It was a fun enough match. Yeah. No, it was fine. It was, you know, Hawkins and Ryder, they're one step above the dudes we saw later taking on the Yeah, pretty much. I did like Kurt Hawkins' uh, edge-inspired ring gear, though. That was cool. Harkening back to his days as an edgehead. You don't want to go backwards, man. You want to go forwards. I mean, if you you can go forwards while referencing your past, that's fine. But, yeah, you should always be going forward. It wasn't like he came out with the super long hair and you think, you know me, music. John's Let's go back to his early theme. Pre, anyways. Anyways, Lars. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard 
just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Anyways, uh, Lacey Evans uh, is back, Larson. Yeah. And she took on Natalia this This was actually week. a pretty good match. This was actually a very, yeah, it was a really good match. Yeah. It was actually really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was very excited by it. <laughs> I was excited by it. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm thinking of Manscaped right now. You are. Uh, I, I was like Andrade <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> no, I, I was happy to see Lacey Evans put in a strong effort yes. against Natalia. Yes. That's what I'm trying to yes. say. You're excited to see Lacey Evans put forth a strong effort. <laughs> in a match against Natalia. Titus shorts. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, Finish was actually really clever too. So Natalia's uh, uh, raining strikes on Lacey while she's kind of has her. She's doing like almost like the Yano thing where her body's between the ropes, and the ref comes and breaks it up. Uh, prior to that, Lacey got her handkerchief and was about to you know wipe her face off, um, and so she throws the handkerchief in Natty's face. Yeah, and Natty's like, "Why are you throwing this at me?" And then, pow! Woman's Bang. right. Yeah, got the pin. It was pretty cool. Good stuff. Yeah, it was but even prior to that, it was, they gave it tons of time. Um, it was booked really well. It was a mm-hmm. fun match. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, after that, we had a Becky Lynch promo. She comes down to the ring, and uh, she offers her counterpoint to uh, Sasha's uh, point. Yeah, she week. said uh, pretty much Sasha's uh, since she came to WWE and given everything. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, says they even, even gave you a bouquet of, bouquet of flowers. flowers after your matches. Yeah. It's true. That happened at least a couple times. He said, she said, I was an afterthought in NXT while you were getting everything. And then well, he came to main, having main the red, roster. Red carpet rolled out for him and stuff. Pay-per-view main events, raw main events. You name it. You got it. I got crapped on. Bang. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, and she brings up Bailey and says, ever since you, Sasha, took your ball and went home. Former tag team partner Bailey's been doing pretty good for herself, mm-hmm. um, and she says that with all your talent, Sasha, really, you should be in this spot, my spot. But you're not. Yeah, I am. I'm there. Um, then she kind of challenges Sasha to a match. Sasha comes out to the ramp, and she says, uh, "The only reason uh, Becky got everything that she has now is because Nia Jax broke her face." Yeah, she said, "I wish I could have had everything, and I would have let Nia Jax break my face." Yeah, Becky uh, says, "I've come out here to fight. Let's fight." And Sasha says, "Yeah, no, because I'm not going to do it for free. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I only do it for the money." Yeah. So yeah, we'll have a match at Clash of Champions. Becky says, "Cool." And then Sasha says, after Clash, the man is going to be the boss's B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Light profanity from Light profanity Sasha Banks. Light Sasha Banks. This is a weird uh, little bit, like, to have the Street Profits on where they are pretty much just there to throw to a commercial break. 
Uh, it wasn't weird because they're doing that with them. I mean, that's just that's essentially what they do anyways. They're well, I know they advertise. Nothing. They advertise nothing. usually what happens on Raw, but they usually give them time to talk. And this is just literally, what do you think of that? Oh, no, let's go to commercial break. I know. It was it was just exceptionally pointless. It's just more, it's, I mean, I didn't think they could get more pointless, and they managed to get more pointless. So they're not going in the correct direction. No. But it is what it is. We'll see them on Wednesday nights on USA, hopefully mm-hmm. actually wrestling. That'd be nice. Uh, anyways, after that, we had Baron Corbin versus Cedric Alexander. Cedric was selling the crap out of his OC attack, and uh, Baron Corbin, of course, was trying to capitalize on it. Yeah. Uh, but before the match, uh, Baron Corbin, of course, rubbed his grubby hands yeah. all over King of the Ring stuff, the yeah. crown. He went and stared at the, the throne, grabbed mm-hmm. the crown, kind of smirked at it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did a, a promo, a picture-in-picture promo, uh, talking about how he's going to do stuff, be king, yada, yada. He's going to uh, he's gonna do something. Once he uh, attains the power of being king of the ring, he was going to shoot. I, made, I meant to make a note of this. It's Drew's thing to fire everybody. It was something kind of like that. Okay. All right. So I remember hearing him say that. I was like, well, that's kind of Drew's thing. Yeah. I don't remember what he said. There's something along those lines. I'm going to buy a real Ferrari for myself now. I can afford real. I'll be gifted a Ferrari when I'm king. They'll give it to me. They'll say, you're king of ring. You're the you're ring king. king of Ferrari, too. I want to be ring king. So Cedric comes to the ring, as you mentioned, still selling the injury to his left arm. Yeah. That, uh, that occurred when OC attacked him. Uh, and, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, I was just cracking up. Your first note here about the actual match is great. When he had, when Baron Corbin draped Cedric Alexander in the tree of woe, but over the other side of the apron, the outside of the of the of the ropes. Yeah, and he just started just like a pendulum. Yeah, just started swinging his head straight into the in, in the, the ring post. post. That was pretty great. He did it like twice. It was amazing. Yeah, that yeah, was it was awesome. pretty great. Uh, I wonder if one of the reasons why this well there's a couple of reasons why this is probably one of Baron's best matches one Cedric Alexander Cedric Alexander Cedric Alexander Cedric Alexander but then also there's a very clear story that's there to be told for him yeah sure it's not it's not a situation where it's like okay Baron go in there and just do your moves mm-hmm. you know there's a very clear story where, where Cedric has a very clear target that Baron needs to attack Baron's really good especially he's best when he has something to chew on yeah and then the added you know the bonus which is probably the main thing Cedric Alexander is one of the most creative wrestlers today it wouldn't surprise me if he was like hey here are myriad ways that you can beat me up in a really cool manner and uh it'll, it'll help everybody yeah drape me over the the apron start swinging my head into the yeah apron. really I can do that yeah dude, yeah do totally it. Just you do should it. totally do that oh all right okay wow learning things I'm gonna be king Thanks, Cedric. Now I'll be king. Well, you know, this is all still predetermined. Yeah. Yeah. I'm determined to be king. <laughs> I'm predetermined to be king. Uh, so that was a cool bit. Uh, more often than not, Perrin would be uh, destroying Cedric. Cedric can mount a little bit of offense. But then again, there's always come back to the shoulder. There's this cool spot where Cedric was doing his kind of springboard flatliner through the ropes. Baron catches him into a deep six. That was really cool. Uh, looks like the tables were about to turn. When Baron was charging towards Cedric in the corner, Cedric gets out of the way. So Baron hits the ring post shoulder first, and then uh, Cedric did that three more times. Just tossed Baron to the ring post, and then started kicking Baron's shoulder, kind of even the odds where they're both dealing with shoulder issues. Yeah. And then Baron's on the outside. Cedric hits a tope. Back in the ring, Cedric goes for a lumbar check. Baron escapes. Goes for the end of days. Uh, Cedric reverses into a roll-up. Gets a two. Cedric hits a Mishinoku driver with one arm. With one arm, yeah, that was awesome. Gets a two. 
Um, and the finish saw uh, Cedric go for his springboard lariat. Baron knocks him off the top rope, picks him up for the end of days to get the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, really fun match. Probably the best match Baron's put on since signing with WWE. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, and I really hope this leads to a program with between Cedric and AJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it'd be real good. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. And then Baron goes up and he sits in the throne. Yeah. Bad idea on his part. Yeah, it totally is. But Baron is Baron. Um, so we learned that... Uh, Baron will get more out of losing this and yet sitting in this chair all this number of times. Like, he's going to be... He might be the guy we remember. Because here's the thing. Ricochet's... It's either going to... I I still kind of think it's going to be Andrade and that's going to transition into a thing again with Ray. But... Baron's going to run with like all this stuff that he does. He just, he keeps amassing all this stuff that he builds on. He builds on, he builds on. And it's really terrific. Mm -hmm. Like Baron's really good. Someone said on Twitter, I remember who was that 2019 Baron is 2010 Miz. And a while back we were too many people, too many people appreciate. And I disagree with that. Totally. Too many people appreciate Baron. This is, I feel like uh, 2019 Baron is probably closer to like 2013, 2014 Miz. And people are starting to come around to him a little bit. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd if I'd make a Miz compared because Miz when we he have was, in the past in terms yeah, of yeah yeah that's that's probably a more that you're probably right that's probably more apropos you're probably right about that you're probably right about that 2013 2014 Miz post when when he was when he did the talking smack thing with Daniel Bryan that was really good that's that what people really like good. oh my god man this is pretty good yeah yeah. Uh, following the botched contract signing, Stone Cold chimed in on Twitter, and then he followed up later on saying that he'd be willing to moderate uh, the contract signing next week at Madison Square Garden. Man, I took a huge ratings drop on straight up Stone Cold Steve Austin. Did you see Becky dropping with the stunner, though? That was impressive. No, that was awesome. That, that was a great-looking great. stunner. I saw that. I didn't watch the episode. Um, honestly, they should just keep it to WWE people. Like, they all have personality. They all know Stone Cold. Everybody loves Stone Cold. That's what people really want to see is Stone Cold interact with the stars I know. I know. Exactly. Just keep it to WWE people. I know. Like, no, I don't. Who's the dude from the Cleveland Browns? The Oh, Baker Mayfield? I don't. I don't. I could care nothing. I care nothing about that whatsoever. And the guy had zero charisma and no personality. Didn't know how to interact with Stone Cold. The guy from, uh, what was it, the, the practical joke thing? Yeah, I don't, I don't know who he is. I, neither do I. All I know is he just look nervous. Yeah. Like, none of the WWE people are nervous around Stone Cold. Mm-mm. You know? Mm-mm. He's like their uncle. You see him punk on there. <laughs> that would be amazing. That'd be rad. Uh, after that, uh, Stone Cold volunteered, and it was later confirmed that he will be moderating the contract signing. Yes. Uh, we got a Bailey interview. <laughs> yeah, they all, they're all making fun of Michael Cole for being a terrible moderator. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, Bailey interview where... Uh, she was asked about Sasha, and she's like, yeah, Sasha's my best friend. I don't know what she's doing. I don't really want to talk about it. Hey, I'm teaming with Becky. Let's talk about her. Mm-hmm. And then Charlie was asking, well, aren't you worried essentially that you're out there with Bailey? She may have been at WrestleMania. Don't you worry. You can be overshadowed by her a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Bailey said, I'm not going to be overshadowed by anybody, yeah. much less Becky. And she says, well, by the end of the night, we'll see who's standing in whose shadow. Yes. Good stuff. No winking, but that was implied. Uh, next squash match, Brian Thomas and Tyler Hastings taking on War Raiders. They gave the jobbers an interview. Yes. Which is always great. Yes, that's always amazing. <clears throat> uh, Tyler, who's the, uh, the non-honky-tonk man? Uh, Tyler, Tyler Hastings. Hastings. He's like, I think Epico was in Discord yesterday talking about how he is one half of the tag team champions for 
one pro wrestling. Oh yeah, up in the northeast. Or yeah, that, they said they they drove down from Pittsburgh. Okay, all right. Um, from Pittsburgh to Baltimore so cool. for this match. I follow this awesome Twitter account uh-huh. called something like local local enhancement wrestlers or something mm-hmm. like that. And whenever they do one of these matches, one of these squash matches, oh, they, they tell you who they are. reveal who they oh, are. That's yeah, cool. Exactly. It's pretty cool. Uh, there's a couple of really fun spots because War Raiders are a really fun tag team. It's a shame they don't get to do this stuff with uh, uh, like in a title match. Uh, that fun splash that Hanson had against the barricade was cool. Yeah, that was right. And then uh, Ray Rowe powerbomb Thomas, Brian Thomas, onto Tyler Hastings. And the finish, of course, was a, a Viking experience pop-up power slam. It's called the Hansen local. The pin. It's sorry. It's called the local competitor at local comp WWE. Cool. And uh, yeah, oh, Tyler is at Ty Ty Awesome Pro, um, and he was also number four thirty-seven. In the latest PWI top 500, oh. the other guy's uh, Brian Thomas is Brian Hardy. He's the son of Barry Hardy, who himself was an enhancement talent who competed in the 90s. This was the second WWE match he was in on in in June of 2012 on SmackDown. Wow, he was in an episode against Ryback. Wow, with another guy. Wow, 2012. Yeah. After the War Raiders squash match, you get a Sasha Banks interview. And uh, she's asked if she's rooting for Bailey tonight. And then she just screams at Sarah to get the hell out of her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Because cool. I see what you're doing here. Get the hell out of my face. Get out of my face. Next, another King of the Ring quarterfinal match. This one, Samoa Joe versus Ricochet. They each get promos before the bout. Um, and pretty much as soon as the bell rings, Joe goes after Ricochet's leg. Sound strategy. Ground mm-hmm. the high, high flyer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, um, this was a fun match. It was a very physical match, um, as it would be if you're grind, grounding a uh, grinding if you're grounding a high flyer. Yeah, um, there's this one sick bump that Joe takes where Ricochet lowers the bottom rope and Joe topples over and just flings himself completely over the top rope into the mat. Mm-hmm. That looked nasty. Yeah, like it good. hurt. Yeah, yeah great. Uh, Joe Uranagi in the corner. Who hits the best Uranagi these days, man? Oof. Who just had like a killer one that we saw? Montez Ford did on yeah. NXT. Boy, that was a good one. No, oh, it was hard to top Joe's corner one, man. I know, it's pretty great. People are charging toward him, just picks him up and says, oh. sit your butt. It's like a Street Fighter move. Yeah, it is. It's good. Uh, and he tosses Ricochet out to the floor, hits an exploder into the barricade, puts him back in the ring. Ricochet kicks out. Uh, there's a kick that sends Joe out of the ring. Uh, Ricochet hits the Sasuke special, goes up the top rope. Joe knocks him off his feet, puts him in the coquina clutch, and so they have their backs to the ring. And then Ricochet acts like he's about to, to pass out. Instead, he pushes off the ring post, sending them both to the mat. Mm-hmm. They both land with one arm over the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Cone, the referee, counts the pinfall, so it's effectively a double pin. Yeah. Now, there's some confusion. Uh, so John Cone goes to the timeskeeper's area, puts on a headset, uh, commiserates with someone backstage uh, and then they come to some sort of agreement he takes the headset off Ricochet asks him so what's the deal John Cohn says there'll be a ruling soon he walks backstage um, as soon as he walks back up the ramp Joe attacks Ricochet tosses him back in the ring uh, Ricochet kicks him hits a recoil Joe gets out of there yeah what'd you think of that uh, the uh, the referee a lot of people are up in arms about this whole referee business I thought it was fine because it's wrestling and they change the rules every single week 
Yeah. <laughs> Are you with yeah, me on no. that one? Yeah, yeah. No, I, didn't, I had no problem with it. Even like, like they even have made it like a, a book about the joke. That's the referee's rule book, which we have in our closet back there. Somebody sent it to us. Yeah, yeah. It's a sketch pad, essentially. It's just, it's a bunch of just crazy random doodles. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious because they, they could do what they want every week. This is getting us, which they reveal in a little bit, a triple threat match. Yeah. For the raw side of the finals, yeah, um, which I think is going to be really cool. I think yeah, it's yeah, fun. Yeah. I think it's fun. Yeah, and if you, the idea is to have Ricochet win, then you're really stacking the odds against him by having him face two heels, not just one, and two big heels too. Yeah, yeah two big guys. Yeah, I know. Uh, next, Seth and Braun are backstage. Seth is like getting dressed, I guess, from what little action he saw to start the show. Um, Braun tells Seth that he's unhappy that Stone Cold's going to moderate the contract signing next week. He said, I watched the Skype call where he put you over. <laughs> Which is great. Which is hilarious that Braun is like paying attention to Rob. I know. Too. I was there. I saw it. What are, you, what are you up to? Braun shouldn't care if there's 15 people coming at him. Whatever you do, you know. Well, I mean, in the end, he says, I don't care what Stone Cold does. If he gets yeah. my way, he's going to get these hands. Get so. these hands. But still, stop whining. Exactly. My goodness. Brunch and wine. Uh, Firefly Funhouse time. It kicks off with Bray apologizing to, to Finn for what he did to him. Uh, Devil Vince pops his head in, um, <laughs> tells uh, Bray, you know, how dare you book yourself into a title match at Hell in a Cell? <laughs> how dare you? Yeah. How dare you challenge Seth or Braun at Hell in a Cell for the Universal Championship? Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's okay. He said, you're, you're, you're. He's like, wait, wait, no. Because look what I made. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's like a Fat bunch stack of, of money. It's, it's like an Epico stack of hundreds. And so he starts feeding the money into Vince's mouth. <laughs> well, first, like, Puppet Vince looks and he gets dollar signs in his eyes. Yeah. And then he starts, yeah, he starts feeding him the $100 bills. Oh, and then man. Devil Vince is satisfied. <laughs> He's making the company money, Vince. Yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. It's funny because I think it was Ringside News. Uh, which is one of our favorite sources of information. I say that with such a wink. Um, they said that their their headline was "Hidden Meaning Behind Bray Wyatt Feeding Vince Dollars," and I'm like, "What? Is, there's nothing hidden about that. That is the most blatant metaphor yeah. possible." Yeah. <laughs> and all they did was they quoted Dave Meltzer, like just you know talking about that. <laughs> Oh, ringside news. I love you. Anyway. Anyways. Anyway, another great episode of Firefly Funhouse. Next, yeah. uh, Corey interviews John Cohn. I will say this about Firefly Funhouse, though. They use the silly filter. Yeah, no. I'm not a huge... It, it made me think, oh, man, they're doing these sort of, like, less thought out... I more mean, they're rushed. getting the... Yeah. It's, it's more of a WWE production as opposed to a Bray Wyatt yeah, production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's the guy who's dictating what's being said, but the... Yeah, the effects, he's not in there necessarily editing it. Right, exactly, yeah. Uh, Corey interviews John Cone. John Cone's about to tell him what's the deal. Baron interrupts, um, and he says, I think both Joe and Ricochet should both be eliminated. Double pin, they both lose. John Cone says, no. John Cone had some attitude on him. Yeah, man. I thought that he should have been more like just regular referee. No, man, attitude. At all attitude? Yeah, man. Yeah. Heel ref, John Cone. He says, uh, <laughs> no, they both advance. Next week, you get triple threat, Baron. Yeah. Uh, what? Why? I don't get it. Uh, uh. That's what he did. That was awesome. I think he threw a shirt or something or a towel. Uh, I don't like it. After that, we had Ray Mysterio talking about his son, Walter. 
Yeah, he says, Walter, you know, I was going to retire, and then Walter convinced me not to retire. <laughs> I was seems- this close to pulling the trigger on, there's a great Walter shirt at Pro Wrestling Tees. Yeah. It's that one picture of him just sitting there with, like, the PWG title and another title. Probably Progress or something. Yeah. yeah. It's just him just sitting there, but it's on black, and it's, like, all kind of punk looking. It says independent wrestling or something like that. I was this close to getting it. Instead, I got that awesome Joey Janela one with the skull and, mm. like, the stuff. And then I got a Cal Jack shirt. Good. With the Pro Wrestling Tees. I think that sale is ending, I think, in six minutes. We have a sale we're going on right now. A friend of market goes till 4 p.m. Pacific time. Friendofmarket.com. You get 20% off the promo code ELITE. ELITE. Go now. We restocked restocked the Slayer. We got a couple orders on that last night. Yeah, we did. We did. So So this actually seemed very genuine and very heartfelt. Saying, uh, you you know, usually it's it's parents who are encouraging their children uh, to follow their dreams. But in this case, it was my son doing that for me. Yeah, my son, Walter encouraging me and he was very touched by Walter his son uh, after that we had uh, sort of a meaningless match and it kind of irritated me to be honest with you yeah. why, was, why didn't they give Cesaro the night off he just flew back from Wales or at least a win that too. I, but I, I agree with you completely I don't think Cesaro cares if he gets a win or a loss but it's like what well yeah dude he just got in he had like a killer killer match with Ilya Dragunov mm-hmm. our favorite and uh and then they bring him in. Hopefully, he got to fly the corporate jet with Triple H. Yeah, you'd hope so. No, you, you know, we got you. We booked you uh, economy. <laughs> it's economy. Sorry, last row. It's economy plus, but. Last row on the plane, but you know that's the, the safest part of the plane. <laughs> you can take yeah. some. Uh, if it gets cut in half, you'll be good. You'll be fine. Uh, yeah, he took on the Miz, but yeah, it was pretty pretty much a meaningless match. It was fun. Yeah, no, it was good. like Cesaro was incapable of putting on a bad, not fun match, I think. Uh, but yeah, Miz got the win with the skull crushing finale. And Only one of them. When's the last time he pins anybody with one skull crushing? Oh, finale? I know. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, Let's and, just and commentary spent the whole match talking up Cesaro's great match at Takeover, and then this is like a six minute match. Yeah, and it takes one skull crushing finale for him to get the loss. It's pretty lame, Millhouse. It is kind of lame. Uh, finally, a main event. Uh, what do they call this? The Women's Champions Showcase. Showcase. Yeah. So with Thank the tag champs, Nikki. And Alexa taking on uh, singles champs in both brands, Bailey and Becky Lynch. <laughs> what? Sorry. Alex C. in here said Dominic Mysterio is coming on well. He had a killer 40 minute match on Saturday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> before the commercial break, they actually thought they really did, did a really good job of isolating Bailey and getting the crowd into her really wanting to get that hot tag. Yeah. Even before and after the commercial was great. I guess it was more so after, sorry. So before commercial break, Bailey and Becky, they cleared the ring. Cue Sasha's music. She walks out to the ramp. Mm-hmm. Um, back from commercial, Sasha is now ringside. And this is when they do this great stuff where Nikki and Alexa are tagging in and out, isolating Bailey. Mm-hmm. Like, Nikki's talking trash to Becky. Yeah, yeah, great. yeah. yeah. Bailey just can't get that hot tag. She finally does. Uh, Becky's in there. She goes after Alexa, hits a top rope leg drop, goes to the pin. Nikki breaks it up. Uh, Becky kicks Alexa in the corner and then Sasha comes to the ring hits a backstabber on Becky tosses Becky into the ring post Sasha goes and gets the chair from under the ring starts hitting Becky with it Bailey gets in the ring grabs the chair from Sasha and and almost looks like she's going to hit Sasha with it gives her a little bit of a smile mm-hmm. turns and starts 
wailing away on Becky. Oh, man. And the crowd was going bananas. They oh, were into it. I was watching live. I had to, like, run an errand, uh, like, f- right before the show was going to end. And I was, like, almost going to be like, oh, I'll catch the rest later. So glad I didn't. This is the joy of live TV, man, is that you get these moments and they happen and they're just fantastic. And, of course, immediately Twitter starts blowing up. Oh, my God, she was, like, the number two worldwide trending topic or whatever on Twitter. Uh, so yeah, it was, I thought it was great a little smirk and everything. And then they had like a com exclusive thing where her and Sasha embrace, they walk up the ramp, you know, hand in hand or whatever. Uh, it was really terrific. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Bailey on SmackDown tonight. So mm-hmm. she's going to show up and I think it'd be a wise move, man. They got people's attention. Yep. Get them over to SmackDown. Time to capitalize on it. Speaking of which, let's do a SmackDown. Yeah. about that? Well, look at that. And there it is. The, the one for Bailey. I'll kick things off. Uh, Ali clashes with Elias in King of the Ring quarterfinal action. SmackDown's portion of the King of the Ring quarterfinals includes what is sure to be an intense battle between Ali and Elias. In the first round, Ali advanced by defeating Buddy Murphy in a hard-hitting, high-flying affair, while Elias had an assist from Shane McMahon in ousting Kevin Owens from the tournament two weeks ago. Who will emerge victorious and move one step closer to the crown? Uh, probably Ali because yeah. Kevin Owens is going to be all over that match. Yep. Next, Chad Gable battles Andrade, hopefully in his new Rojo attire, mm-hmm. his little tidy reds, mm-hmm. in King of the Ring quarterfinal showdown. The Blue Brand's other King of the Ring quarterfinal bout pits Chad Gable against Andrade. After weeks of Shelton Benjamin mocking him for his height, Gable showed his former tag team partner that size isn't everything by eliminating him from the tournament. Andrade is going to show Chad Gable mm. that size is in size fact everything. Size does matter. Huh? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> let's see. But the Olympian's path to the crown now runs through Andrade, who is riding high after a string of victories over Rey Mysterio and a win against Apollo Crews in the first round, along with showing off his massive hog on the beach with Charlotte Flair, uh, who will claim the final spot. In the King of the Rings semifinals. Well, Roman Reigns apologized to Daniel Bryan last Tuesday. Roman Reigns revealed that despite Daniel Bryan's insistence, Eric Rowan was indeed behind the heinous attacks on the big dog in the wake of this revelation. It still makes no sense. Like you have a, a Rowan lookalike. There's f- po- like po- grainy footage of someone that looks like Rowan doing the attack. Just stick with the story you've been telling. Can they at least explain away NWO Rowan like Maybe, tonight? I guess. I he, hope it so. turns out he had an alibi. He was at H&R Block. There something. you go. I don't know. In, in the wake of this revelation, the furious Brian slapped his ally and continued to insist that he had nothing to do with the attacks. Reigns, appearing to not buy Brian's story, silenced the planet's champion with a thunderous spear. Despite the evidence pointing to him being guilty by association, Brian maintains that Eric Rowan acted alone and claimed that he still deserves an apology from Reigns. Will the big dog forgive him? Mm. Will Kofi Kingston be out for payback after Orton's vicious attack? Last week on SmackDown Live, Randy Orton said w- sent WWE champion Kofi Kingston into a rage by once again targeting the champion's family, this time by reading a letter allegedly from Kingston's son, Walter. Kingston's fury seemingly played right into the Viper's hands as the WWE champion charged to the backstage area to brawl with Orton. WWE's apex predator took advantage of the close quarters, driving Kingston into the floor with DDT. The WWE champion is sure to be looking to make Orton pay ahead of their title showdown at WWE Clash Champions. Will he be out for retribution tonight? I don't know. What will be the fallout of Bailey's shocking attack on Becky Lynch? You ain't life profanity. 
SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey shocked the WWE Universe on Monday Night Raw when she viciously attacked Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch, smashing the man repeatedly with a steel chair. Initially, Bailey snatched the chair away from Sasha Banks, seemingly preventing the boss from doing any more damage to Lynch. But after flashing a sly smile to her former tag team partner, uh, Bailey began waylaying Becky with the weapon. Bailey is undoubtedly still focused on her championship defense against Charlotte Flair at WWE Clash of Champions. But what lies ahead for her after she's likely incurred the wrath of the man? Find out tonight. SmackDown Live, 8, 7 Central, USA Network. I was going to check the, uh, while you go to questions, I'm uh-huh. going to check the, uh, the numbers on that segment. I'm there always curious about WWE's YouTube. There you go. Terrence Thompson says, I'm going to tweet Steve my motivation for Bailey. All right. He's got an idea. Okay. Uh, Brandon Ultreus, can't we can't find where to become a channel member? Help. There should be a join button, except it's not there on mobile, I believe. Sometimes right? it's like hidden in mobile, and some people have been able to find it. But yeah, it's just the big ju- the big button that says join. Join. So the OC interrupting the contract is at one million views. Um, Bailey's heel turn, which went up, okay, around the same time. Okay, so seven hundred and fifteen thousand. I'm surprised that didn't take the. Mm-hmm. I wonder if more, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if more people tuned into this maybe on TV than, I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, Chris Velitez, love joining the stream. My volume's still set to full for music yesterday, and Hogpen and Ballskin talk at full enthusiasm. Heck yeah, man. Not KM, is there a new episode of Alistair's Door tonight? I don't know. He hasn't been on in a couple weeks, right? Why is no one coming to my door? Lay on his platform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it that way. Uh, Epico says, going in raw exclusive. Here we go. I know Tyler. We're talking about Tyler Hastings, the, mm-hmm. the jobber. Mm-hmm. Personally, he made $500 for the night. Hanson man bit smell. And he's got you guys some clips from backstage last night from Roman, Seth, and Bray. What? What? Really? Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Brandon Ultreris, anyone catch Rambling Rabbit holding a help sign? Yes. Yeah, and shoves him back down. Yeah, that was good. That was well done. That was good stuff. All right, let me go to the Discord here and yes. see what these these fools have to say. All right, let's see here. A lot of nothing, a lot of nothing. Don't care about that. Uh, ah, here we go. Greg Morris, always good for a question. If Joe eats the pin next week, then what was the point of last night? The better story would have been Ricochet beating three guys who are much are three guys in a row who are much bigger um that's a good point i get the feeling that baron's probably going to eat that pin because he can do more out of eating a pin yeah than than joe could yeah oh here we go butts says got your non-news right here see this is real news in my opinion marty scrolls see i want to start i want to transition non-news to let's just look at ringside news I'm half joking about it. I'm actually pretty serious about that. Uh, Marty Skrull's Ring of, Con- Ring of Honor contract expires in November. Oh. Wasn't it? Didn't we, we heard it in the spring at first. But. Oh, yeah, we did, yeah. yeah. Uh, over here on the Patreon, Alex Foster asks, and kayfabe, why do wrestlers sign contracts without reading them? Because they have their managers read them. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I, yeah, that's good. They do, well, how about this? In kayfabe, in kayfabe, they trust Vince. Okay. Greg Morris, going on what you said about Seth. He should react to Braun looking at his title as if he looked at Becky. That title is his and belongs to nobody else. That's a dangerous territory you're getting into, Greg Morris, when you're turning Becky Lynch into his property. So I'd be careful with that. This is 2019, man. Um, I'm joking, kind of. But would you be okay with Andrade using tearaway pants to reveal those red shorts? 
That's the yes. only time I'd be okay with those tearaway pants, yeah, Larson. Man. It'd be great. I know you're a big fan of that. Love gimmick. it. Yeah. Uh, Gary MacArthur, why do people still take Meltzer's word as gospel when most of what he says is false or is just an outright guess? Case in point, the end zone cast returned a possible upcoming draft. Uh, I don't believe most of what he says is a guess. Um, I think that everybody has their sources. I think that uh, I even think that Brad Shepard has a source. I just think that that source is like super low on the rung. And he'll feed him stuff that is like, you know, not really that great. Yeah, maybe true. I, I that's I, I personally believe that. All right, um, there is evidence to suggest he has no source and he makes it all up. I don't know, um, but uh, I think that Meltzer has his people there. I think that things move fast. I think that plans change. Well, and also I think people, depending where they are on the in the pecking order, have their own individual agendas. And there's that as well. Absolutely, I imagine there's a lot of politics in play backstage in WWE. But I think that people still take. I think that there are some people who take you should number one, you should never take anybody's word as, as gospel, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, understand that, that things change and that, like you said, people have their agenda. Um, but I think that he's a sta- The reason why people take him uh, seriously is because he's established a solid track record and he's been doing it forever and he's been doing it for a very long time. So we've been saying this for a while. Like, Star ratings completely subjective. Uh, I, I, I I don't know what his track record is as far as breaking news. He, there's been some instances where he's been 100% right, some where he's been proven wrong. Uh, his foremost contribution to the industry is as historian. I, I agree like. with that entirely. So, and if you take that away, if you take that away, even it's not necessarily that he's so great at breaking stories. He's really good at once the story sort of comes out, he'll provide a lot of context. Yeah. he's really good at that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, Julian uh, Rousel. So next week, does Bray attack Stone Cold? I hope not. I hope not. I hope so. Uh, Rich the Smash Bro. Although that would make if, if Stone Cold is moderating that thing, that make all sense in the I world. Could. I mean, he just ate a stunner from a stunner from Becky. Yeah, on, on national television, mm-hmm. he can take a mandible claw. Rick the Smash Bro. Who's a better MVP for WWE for the week besides Cesaro? Just for the travel alone. Yeah, he's got to be a contender. That's for sure. Either him or Tyler Bate for doing 40 minutes lifting Walter every. We're going to do our review later on. Today, yeah, for that. Uh, chill, Hafty. If Vince eat, if Vince Puppet eats money, it's fair to assume Vince Prime also eats money. How much money do you think Vince eats in a single day in U.S. dollars? Well, he is a billionaire, at least on paper. Yeah. So thousand dollars. Just just gobbles ten hundreds every day. No, he does a hundred tens. Oh wow! Fill up. Oh wow! And then once a year, he'll do a thousand ones. There you go. Yeah, could be. Uh, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. WWE legend Batista to feature in Gears 5 multiplayer modes. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I like those commercials for Gears 5, but then it's just going to be 20 hours of the same gameplay. Yeah, no, Dave Adomski. Uh, is it just me, or does it seem like bad timing for a Bailey heel turn? She has to face Charlotte at Clash of Champions, who is a heel herself. How do they turn Charlotte back to face, given the circumstance? Just let them be characters. Yeah, I know. Don't force them to be heels or just, faces. It, it's, it's this. <clears throat> it's, you don't turn her back face. You put her in a situation where she's going to be fighting the people who are considered the bad guys now, Sasha and Bailey. You put her in a situation where it benefits her the most to help Becky. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. Uh, Mike Fiend 
Funny moment from the dark match between Seth and Baron. The crowd continued to sing the Corbin sucks, he really, really sucks song. So Corbin grabs the mic and sings, Corbin's good, he's really, really good. Is there anybody having more fun in wrestling right now than Baron Corbin? I don't think so. I don't think there is. That guy seems to be having all the fun. A blast. Mr. Lipkin Prime, if when Marty Skrull joins AEW, who should his first feud be with? Well, Hangman Page just tweeted him that he's not returning his text, so... After uh, Paige has a feud with Pac, it's time to have a feud with Marty. I'm cool with that. That'd be good. I like that. The big question is, does Marty, assuming they're available, does Marty bring all of Villain Enterprises over with him? I think it's been a pretty cool faction. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on the contract status. I mean, I, I, I'm guessing AEW would love to have Brody King. Yeah. He's young. And Flip, of course. Yeah, and Flip. Yeah, totally. Um, on PCO, he's scary. He is scary. Yeah. He's, the guy telling him to stop doing the suicide dies on a nothing. I'm not huge on that, breaking man. Breaking his face. It's like the bottom line is I don't care how old you are. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do care how old you are. Like if you're 50 years old, you shouldn't be doing that stuff. Mm-mm. If you're 20 years old, you shouldn't be doing that stuff. Uh, let's see here. Snake Sosa adds, the join button can also be hidden if you are using certain extensions. I use YouTube cent- Center. YouTube Center. And it doesn't show the button. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Blake Whitehouse says, so we're totally getting AJ versus Cedric and Cedric's hometown of Clash of Champions, right? Yeah, that's right. Cedric uh, is from Charlotte. That's where Clash of Champions is happening. Uh, yeah. That'd be pretty huge. Oh, Chris P. Bacon with Bailey turning heel last night, which was described as long overdue. What is one heel turn and one face turn you'd like to see that you find long overdue? God bless Chris P. Bacon out. Okay, wait, hold on. Did we get did, did we get word on Chris P. Bacon's shoot name? Oh man, the mystery continues. Uh, so, some who's somebody you want to see let's show some Finn, edge? Let's take Finn out of the equation because that's obvious. That's yeah. Who suddenly feel like this been they've been a face for way too long? Kenny Omega. I'm go back to being a bad guy. Yeah. More fun that way. Yeah. Um, someone who's a heel that could do a. I don't want anybody who's. I want everybody to be heels actually, because it'd just be more fun. And then the every storyline would be who could be more of a heel to the other. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be good. I think that'd be, be a way more like the mirror universe. Yeah, everybody's a jerk. They're all trying to undermine each other. Exactly. I think it's a good idea. I like I want that. everybody to be heels. Yes. Perfect. Let's see here. Uh, This is a good point. Kane Carnage. I mean, this is just a point he's making. I hope this fiend push is something WWE can learn from. Bray is actually immediately fighting well-known talent like Finn, and now either Braun or Seth. Meanwhile, Viking Raiders have had three months of jobbers. Yeah, man. <clears throat> they need an actual... They need to do mm-hmm. something. They need an actual feud. Mm-hmm. So, anyways. Uh, what do we have coming up? We're going to look at ringside news today. I guess so. For, You've declared that's, news. that's what... Are we going to play uh, Kayfabe Corner with ringside news? <laughs> yes, we should. Absolutely. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Uh, and then, yeah. next Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description.